G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we like to catch up with Family Voice Australia, monitoring and running campaigns on some of the biggest issues facing the nation. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Delighted to be here. Greg, usually we'd start with the heavy stuff, but let's start with yeah. something a little bit lighter today. Uh, the 2022 National Mother of the Year Awards uh, launched, and uh, I guess you're taking nominations. Absolutely, Neil. Look, it's very important that we uh, continue the awards. We had a very, very uh, successful 2021 Mother of the Year Awards with Layla Abdullah, as you know. Uh, the mother who suffered the loss of her children in a road incident. Um, this year we're launching it again. We had a wonderful, wonderful launch on uh, national radio um, uh, on Tuesday. But the important thing here is, Neil, that the Mother of the Year Awards really is all about honouring, highlighting, recognising the role that mothers play in the development of the child and, of course, the family as well, Neil. I know when you had that national launch, uh, that was on uh, Sydney radio station 2GB uh, earlier this week on the yeah. Ben Fordham show. W- were you the guest on there? I certainly was. Ben is very supportive. Um, we had a long interview. Uh, he mentioned the fact that uh, given, given, and this is very surprising, you know, that uh, Ben said that uh, uh, Bernardo's dropped the awards because they thought that the word mother didn't include all the genders. So uh, Ben said, well, bad luck. To, uh, family Voice have taken it on and good luck to them because uh, he's very, very supportive of mothers and, and, and the work that they do. <clears throat> well, good on Ben Fordham for uh, talking about the National Mother of the Year Awards and uh, the fact that Family Voice Australia has taken it up. You've got some specific purpose too, haven't you, Greg, at Family Voice Australia, uh, taking on the awards. Uh, Barnardo's dropped it. Uh, Family Voice took it up. Uh, what are your purposes in all of this? Uh, what would you like to see this evolve into uh, for mothers? Yeah, look, it's very important, Neil, that we as Christians... And not only, even if you're not a Christian, but a, a, in particular, a Christian mother is told to be to, to to love her children, and that's in Titus two, of course. We see in, we see in Proverbs thirty one ten, and you and I will know this: that a, a, a mother and a woman is worth more than rubies and pearls. There is biblical reference to women and mothers right throughout the Bible. Now, tomorrow is actually International Women's Day. So we launched it this week to recognise the role women play. Now, biblically, not all not all women are going to be mothers, Neil. We understand that. But those that are have a, have a huge responsibility, a Christian responsibility to, to their family, to their children. And given that responsibility, we want to recognise the role mothers play now. 
Well, National Mother of the Year, this is something that has been a part of the tradition here in Australia, where we honour mothers, and so uh, certainly honour to Family Voice Australia in carrying on that wonderful tradition. Now, so far as the awards go, Greg, uh, you've got various categories. We're talking about the Mother of the Year, but uh, there's some other categories too you're recognising women in. Yeah, it's very important, Now that when we're talking about mothers, there are uh, there's a young mother of the year. We're also having a grandmother of the year and we're having an overall mother of the year. Now, last year, we had a wonderful single mum from from Queensland um, that, that, that won the mother of the year, uh, the young mother of the year. And we thought she was a delightful example of a mother uh, with a Christian understanding of her role. And, um, and given her circumstances, she was a single mum. But how beautiful it is that you know, mothers continue to serve and look after their children, their families, and we recognise that role. So that there are three categories, and each one of those are just as important as the other, Neil. So applications and nominations are open, in fact, uh, not quite straight away, but I think it's by the end of the weekend, it must be Monday, uh, you're opening applications and nominations. No doubt there will be listeners who are listening to our conversation now going, you know, my mother or my grandmother or that young mother who is a part of my family or my church community Mm. who is just doing an incredible job and uh, through all sorts of circumstances, uh, you'd be interested in uh, listeners, uh, if they have someone to nominate, to to make that nomination from Monday. Absolutely. Now, look, already, and I can encourage all your listeners, and in particular, you know, dads or husbands or or, or, or whatever you've got, you know, granddad, or, look, nominate your wife, your, your, your um, daughter, if, if she's a mum, because what we want to be doing here is recognising their role. But more importantly, we've already had, nominations don't open until Monday, but I've already had two or three wonderful nominations from mothers that have stood the test during the flood, Neil. And isn't it wonderful that they are continuing their role they're looking after the children, looking after their husbands, looking after the family, despite the circumstances of floods, losing homes and what have you. So they're the type of mothers that really, you know, exhibit Christian motherhood now. Okay. The announcement of this year's award uh, coming just before Mother's Day. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's only a couple of months away, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So we've got, there'll be a couple of, there'll be a window of opportunity to nominate and um, but we encourage everybody to get to our website on Monday, the March March the fourteenth. Please nominate, and we're looking forward to reading these wonderful stories. Last year, I had tears in my eyes with some of the work that mothers were doing in the community now. At familyvoice.org.au, and I'll give that website address for you to uh, be able to nominate a mother for the National Mother of the Year Awards. Hey, some other things to talk about, Greg. Uh, The National Gallery of Australia uh, going woke here, exhibiting identity politics instead of art. What's happening with the National Gallery? Oh, Neil, I can't believe this. This is a tax-funded uh, organisation. What they're doing is they're going to have a new strategy that in future the gallery will be required when it, when it makes acquisitions or commissions and exhibitions of art that it will be a split of 40% for women artists, 40% for men artists and 20% for people who are non-binary. 
In other words, they're going to look at the value of art in terms of whether they're binary or not, irrespective of the talent. I mean, how ridiculous has an organisation gone? Here we are, we know as Christians, Genesis 1.27, you are made male or female. Neil, when I go to the gallery, I go to look at the art, not the gender. Some might say uh, there's good balance in uh, male artists and female artists, but it does seem to be just that little bit extra uh, challenging uh, when you've got people who are non-binary and uh, needing a special category because uh, as Christians uh, we recognise that there are women and that there are men but uh, it is challenging to open it up to what is really quite a uh, a significant uh, you know uh, diversity i mean it's called uh, they call this thing diversity but uh, that diversity does actually disadvantage women and men doesn't it Oh, absolutely, because what's going to happen now is if you can have 20% for non-binary people, that means, you know, 20% of males or females are going to miss out on being able to exhibit their work. The issue here is, Neil, that equity, okay, equality means everyone is treated the same way, regardless of the need or any other individual difference. However, when the gallery talks about equity, what it's doing here is really pushing non-binary LGBTIQA people, promoting, preferring them, pushing them. And they've made a propaganda out of this by ignoring talent and pushing the gender. Neil, this is ridiculous. Art is about art, not gender. Now, I appreciate that, you know, everyone's not the same. But, hey, we're looking at the quality of art. So, look, please don't give me the gender, you know, gender... Um, identity politics when you come to look at art. Now, it's just gone beyond the joke. And as a taxpayer, I'm absolutely furious that this is where my money is going. Just to draw a little correlation here, so many of us will be familiar with the call for quotas in politics, you know, equal number of men and women. And uh, the thought then that if you have quotas that you might actually minimise the quality of people who are being elected because oftentimes we'll like to talk about merit, uh, people being elected on merit, not on quotas. And so the challenging thing politically is that it actually degrades the image of all women if you have to have a quota and not uh, merit. So I wonder if the same thing works with art. The art at the National Gallery all diminishes because all of a sudden it's all about quotas and not about merit. Correct. Neil, we've made the same point as you just mentioned. You know, trying to get gender equality into politics. Look, aren't we after the best person for the job? Really, that's what we should be looking at, whether it's male or female. Who can do the job? And what we should be doing is making sure that talent is always overcome by a preference or affirmative action. Because see, one of the problems we're going to have here, Neil, is that if we start doing gender equality, then we may as well have things like a, a Buddhist art award, a Christian art award, a, a Hindu art award. I mean, where are we going to stop? Art is art. Gender is gender. And as Genesis one twenty seven says, we were made as male and female. Neil, we've got to put a stop to this gender identity politics that's being perpetuated by our bureaucrats, our government departments, because quite frankly, Neil, I want to enjoy art, not gender. 
Well, I know that there are a lot of Christian believers who are waiting for some leadership when it comes to calling out these whole issues around gender because there is even a campaign that's being run so far as trying to make sure that our governments or our elected politicians or candidates who are standing can actually define what a woman is. And it does seem yeah. to be that it's a challenging thing. But a Scottish court has ruled that the definition of woman cannot include biological males. You've been following this one along, yeah. Greg. I certainly have, Neil, because don't forget Senator Claire Chandler has got a bill before Parliament at the moment saying no men in women's sport, and good on her because this particular uh, situation in Scotland has had a very successful uh, win by a pro-women's group who have said, look, we can't have women having... We can't have sports with uh, males in them that are, you know, uh, women's sports. In other words, they're saying... And what they tried to do was the government was to broaden the definition of women by including so-called trans women in the definition of women. So, quite frankly, here we are going again against our natural biological male and female structure. So, really, this is a great win because Lady Dorian, the judge there, Neil, said the legal provisions in favour of women by definition, exclude those who are biological male. In other words, and this is wonderful, Neil, to redefine woman to include the opposite sex conflates and confuses two separate and distinct protected characteristics. In other words, male and female. How good is that, Neil, really? Well, I think there is some leadership that's come there from that Scottish court, and I'm sure they haven't seen the last of it there because there'll be all sorts of uh, ganging up on even the legal system, no doubt, uh, around those sorts of judgments. Hey, a quick uh, thought or two about upcoming events. You've got another webinar coming up on the 22nd of March. Uh, This one's all about preparation for what's coming Uh, so far as the federal election, uh, how in God's name should I vote? What's that going to be all about? Yeah, really, this is really interesting. Um, As you know, on uh, Monday we had uh, the Honourable John Anderson, uh, excellent, lovely Christian man, and we spoke about, you know, the influence of Western civilisation on on the family, freedom and faith. Now we're we're going to have to have an election within the next three to four weeks announced. I think it'll be done after Easter now. And what we're going to have to do is vote. So we're running a webinar now on the 22nd. It's called How in God's Name Should I Vote? Now, Family Voice does not tell people how to vote in terms of a particular party. What we ask you to do is vote according to your Christian conscience. So in this respect, we've got four people. Uh, We've got Senator Deborah O'Neill, who actually heads up the um, Labor Christian organisation called... uh, Christians for Labor. Then we've got Bob Catter, wonderful uh, Queenslander, uh, Senator Pauline Hanson, and we've got George Christians. And so we've got four people that are going to talk about how to how how the the vote their how the the vote of people is going to affect affect the government and in particular the two major parties. And so it'll be worthwhile watching. Well, you've got a certainly a cross-section of MPs there uh, representing in that webinar. I'll point listeners to familyvoice.org.au to participate in that webinar. 
So familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bonder, great insights as always. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thank you for the opportunity, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.